7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. Good evening. Thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On. Tabiso Musia is me, Luyolom Kalip and Katlaho Mudiba are producing. We are celebrating the champions today of the APSA Premiership. Mamelodi Sundown successfully defending their title against all odds, as their coach likes to say. That's a fourth league crown for coach Pizzo Musimane, and he will speak to us tonight about their success and also the well-documented difficulties that they've gone through this season. And I'm interested to find out how does he sum up the season considering considering that his main goal was winning the Champions League. They fell off at the semi-final stage, but he's gone on to defend uh, his league title. Also, with Sundowns having played 50 games, over 50 games this season, how did they manage to stay fit and keep most of their key players injury-free? So the team physio, Gabelo Rangwaha, will also speak to us this evening. But before all of that, we have to talk about the English Premier League with Mr. Martin Tyler. What a season it was. And if you do want to speak or have any questions for Mr. Martin Tyler, please get your questions ready or call us right now on 0891-104-207 or you can send us WhatsApp voice. Voice notes if you prefer that method 0614104107. We said it last week, we said it could happen. Well, we've been saying it for weeks now that Liverpool could finish on 97 points and incredibly not win the league. How is that? So, we're going to speak to legendary commentator Martin Tyler up next. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Then let's welcome Mr. Martin Tyler on SAFM. Mr. Tyler, good evening, sir. Once again, thank you for being kind enough to speak to us here in South Africa. We really appreciate it. Tabby, so you must call me Martin. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I shall feel far too old. And you know I'm a really young man at heart anyway. Um, it's lovely to talk to you. And I know how much your listeners care about football and how much they care about the Premier League. And what a season we've had. What a season we've had with the top two, as you say, um, Liverpool, uh, second best? No. The very best second ever. The very best second ever. And Manchester City just finding that extra response, even though in the first half it looked as though they they might be in trouble. But they find a way to win. Both teams have found a way to win over and over again. You know, there are two trophies. They had one at Anfield in case Liverpool won it and one at Brighton where Manchester City did win it. For me, they should have given Liverpool the other trophy and say, look, you're not going to be the winners, but have this because they've contributed so much. It's been magnificent. I was about to ask you that because we were watching the build-up on Super Sunday here and that's exactly what you said. You said there are two trophies and even Mm. though it won't happen, but you think that both teams should get the trophy and you were telling us how good these teams have been. They have been almost impeccable, really. Certainly over you know, the run of wins for, for Manchester City to put together 14 straight wins under pressure, under pressure from Liverpool, under pressure from the quality of the teams that they've been playing against. Because uh, I'm so proud of the integrity of the Premier League that all the games that these uh, guys, guys have won in Liverpool shirts and Manchester City shirts, they've all been properly contested. Some of them have been very, very close indeed. I think Manchester 
Manchester City had won three of their last four games before yesterday by one goal to nil. It was that tight. And as you know, and many of your listeners will know, that Liverpool have had a number of late goals to turn draws into victories and keep the drama going. So there's never been a season like it in the whole history of uh, the English professional game at the top level where two teams have managed so many points um, and they've brought the best out of each other. For me, it's a little bit like Messi and Ronaldo, you mm-hmm. know, that we think that if they've been in different generations, they may not have got the stats that they've achieved because they just push each other on for achievements and, and Liverpool and Manchester City have done exactly the same and it is a shame that someone's had to miss out but um, um, Liverpool can be very proud of their contribution to the season and well done Manchester City to retain the title is difficult in any circumstance last year they won it in a one horse race this time it's a two horse race they won by 19 points last season mm-hmm. they've won by one point this time and they've collected 198 points over the last two seasons. Has Pep Guardiola changed the English game with what he's doing at Manchester City? I think so, yeah. I think the sophistication of the play um, and the way the players have adapted to his vision of how football should be played. Um, I think they, uh, their ability to pass, um, the, the way they pin the opposition in their own half without being like a physical team They're, obviously they can look after themselves physically mm-hmm. but what they do do is they retain possession they they stick pins in the opposition you know <laughs> they're constantly <laughs> nagging away at them and and in the end they wear them down more often than not so yeah he's a fantastic coach Pep I did think he got it wrong yesterday um, mm-hmm. we did mention it in our commentary the, I think we were a bit annoyed that he fooled us with the lineup. it wasn't as, as we expected but mm-hmm. we were we were quite we being me and Gary Neville who's a wonderful pundit now having been a great player um, uh, he, he was impressed that in the end the way to win it they had to go back to the formation that Gary thought they should have played at the start <laughs> so it doesn't it's not perfect but it's near perfect and um, to win under those circumstances must have been probably even more satisfying than the season before. He said it's been his hardest title to win of all the ones he's won in um, Spain and, of course, in Germany before coming to England. You also mentioned, Martin, how they've won some games 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. What do you make of how he manages the games now, Pep? Well, I think all of them, all the top coaches, um, they expect intensity in training. And and so you train as you play. It may seem that that's an obvious thing, but that doesn't happen all the time. It's a big ask. It's a long season, especially now where they where they come to places like South Africa and Australia and the USA and the Far East to do um, good work for the supporters and, and also commercial benefit to the clubs themselves. So they start, and those games are televised. There's no uh, soft options. So they're, they're judged from probably the middle of July, and here we are in the middle of May and they've been playing constantly through that time. And you do that by by being fit and being mentally tough. And and the demands of, of the... Um, that, that we've seen that documentary that, that Manchester City yes, did last yes. season, how Pep never lets up in training. I certainly know Jurgen Klopp's the same, and I've watched Pochettino's team train relatively recently, and they're full on. 
um, uh, it's it's um, you know these are these are very special athletes that that go through it, and, and we're talking about the managers, but we, the players really are the ones that do it. You can, you know, have a good coach you are if you if the players don't perform, and, and goodness me, they performed. And with you know Spurs getting into the Champions League final against Liverpool and Chelsea against Arsenal playing the Europa League final, there's been there's been a lot of good work <laughs> being done in English football. In in many ways, it's a vintage season. Yeah. We've got Tato that's called us from Pretoria. Tato, good evening. Uh, hi, Tommy. How are you? Fine, thanks. You're the Liverpool uh, fan, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> I yes. Remember I am. You. Hi, Martin. Hi, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, um, yeah. You you can imagine just just imagine how I'm feeling at the moment, you know, because we got so close. But I mean, we were 25 points off last season. We are a point off now, you know. It shows immense amounts of growth from our side. And we still have one more game to go, you know. That Champions League game could boost us a whole lot if we were to win it. But I believe we can do better. I think Jurgen Klopp's handled the situation amazingly well because he probably felt deep down that Manchester City would keep going and he had to try and rally the troops all the time and he's done that successfully. And what he has said is this is the first attempt at all this from this group. You know, yes, quite a few players have been around a while, but this is the group with the first four seasons of Van Dijk, Alisson in goal and and, uh, others just uh, fleshing out the squad as well. So um, I think they'll be ready to go again um, you can be very proud of your team uh, whatever the Champions League final brings um, and if it brings a trophy the, the irony is I think uh, maybe I should ask you this would Liverpool have preferred to win the Premier League trophy or the Champions League trophy um, because if they would have pre- preferred the Premier League um, maybe Manchester City would have preferred to win the Champions League so maybe <laughs> they could swap trophies in the summer yeah. <laughs> and, and put the record straight Yeah, Martin I want to play this clip from Talksport. We were listening to Talksport today before the show, and this Liverpool fan had this to say. I want to get your response on this. Commiserations. Tough to get to where you got to and, and not win the league this season. Oh, mate. I just... I, what, else we, what else have we got to do to be able to win this Premier League? Can you, can you tell Score me Score 99 points? <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. 97 points... And I tell you what, I just can't believe it. Like, wh- how, how, like, can, can you just tell me how? Uh, that's not nice. Martin, what more do they need to do? 97 points, one defeat all season. Well, they have to not be as crestful, and I, I do feel for the supporter. I I can understand, and I'm sure you've got many listeners feeling the same. It, yeah. it is so... Um, you know, they say winning is everything and second is nothing. That's not true. Um, as a coach, you want to do better the next season than you've done the last one. And Liverpool has done that uh, so uh, splendidly, really. And now's the challenge. And, and they're, they're tough. That, the dressing room is tough. They, um, yeah, to be the Champions League winners in Europe, I know Liverpool are very proud of their European history. And they, they've got a, you know, let's say a 50-50 chance, maybe slightly better than 50-50 because they've had a better league season than Spurs. But it's a Premier League match in a European setting, isn't it, really? So, uh, uh, And Liverpool have done well against Tottenham this season. So they'll be favourites going into that. And that would be a, a wonderful reward for, I think the odd thing is it's three weeks away and how the team's going to 
you know, get some time off, what, what's going to happen, how they're going to prepare, but at least they're the same. It's not as though someone's coming from a different country and still mm-hmm. playing league football right up to the final. So um, it'll be a regroup and go again and, and try and put a smile on the uh, on the face of that, that sad gentleman who rang into talk sport. <laughs> We've got another one that's ringing us from Pretoria now, Junior. Another Liverpool fan. Good evening. Uh, hello. How are you, Junior? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks, go ahead. Um, I was really surprised. I, really, I didn't believe this, that Liverpool would win. I thought Barcelona was going to take it. But on the other hand, I'm here because I'm, I'm a Tottenham fan. So oh. I, I think we might win over Liverpool. So that's why I thought Barcelona was going to beat us at the finals. But now... Okay, I, you're I, a Spurs fan. Thanks for that, uh, Junior. Let's also go to the voice notes. Good evening, Kim Pong and um, Just a quick question for Mr. Taylor. What role has the African players or their influence have been on the English Premier League? And could he maybe give us a prediction as to who would, who is going to win our African Cup of Nations? Thank you so much. Oh, I wish I could have some expertise, but let's mention Sadio Mane. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. They all shared the um, golden boot. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang as well. So, you know, they're, they're the share of the uh, of the, the scorer's charts with Mo Salah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's three to start with who um, who I think have um, been outstanding, uh, obviously, in terms of... Go- the, the hardest thing in football is to score goals, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they've done it uh, in abundance. I think... I think probably relative to the previous performances, Sadio Mane has always been very good, but I think he's upped his game. He's carried um, Liverpool. Firmino's been injured and Salah's missed a few games recently and uh, he's been there and there again yesterday. You know, he's he's having a um, a wonderful period in his career. So, um, but as to I, I'm I'm not very good at tipping. I, I'm, my job is describing how the action unfolds, <laughs> um, uh, and it'll be very interesting for me to see it at this time of year. You know, compared to what we had before. So, um, what I can tell you in terms of uh, African players. Um, I don't know whether you saw this in our coverage yesterday, but Yaya Toure was the focal point for um, the Manchester City celebrations, even though he's left the club a year ago. He was our guest on the the touchline. Yeah, we saw him. (laughs) And at the end, they they just went and mobbed him. (laughs) um, You know, it's not just the present ones. There are are legends out there as well. And, And, you know, African football is hugely respected in this country, I can tell you. Okay, Martin, we're going to have to take a quick break and we'll wrap up after this short break. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia, weekdays at 7 p.m. Still talking to commentator Martin Tyler about the APL season. Now, Martin, the gap between number two and number three is 25 points. How did the gap between the top two and the, and the rest of the teams become this big? And can they catch up? Well, the reason is the brilliance of the top two. <laughs> I think um, it's too it's too easy to say, oh, they weren't at it. They they've all had their um, probably the the one that's the most disappointing is Manchester United. I think the the teams um, ab- above I mean, Tottenham and Chelsea and Arsenal have all had their 
um, reasons for being a little bit uh, a little bit off the pace. I mean, Tottenham have lost quite a lot of games, only 13 league games. Um, but changing to the new ground is a massive step for them. It's the most wonderful stadium, and I'm sure it will be um, a focal point for their development. And, and maybe you have to be my age to remember Tottenham winning the league <laughs> uh, in 1961 was the last time they won it. And, uh, you know, they've come close a few times recently but they I think they've built a real platform quite literally in the building of their new stadium um, but there was a bit of disruption not knowing when they were going to move in uh, Chelsea and Arsenal have been under new management of course so that's um, at Chelsea we expect that that happens almost every year <laughs> it might mm-hmm. happen again uh, um, and uh, obviously Unai Emery with big shoes to fill with Arsene Wenger's departure but you know, they, the last two have got into this Europa League final, and uh, that's that's great credit to them. So I think I think it's um, the simple answer to your question is that Manchester City and Liverpool have been too good, and uh, you know they're, they're it is as I said earlier that the best ever season from the top two in terms of points. So um, that's that's the kind of backdrop that they've been they've been fighting against. Uh, Manchester United is a, a longer story. We haven't got enough time to go through it all, but you know they've um, you know, they they had their uh, Jose Mourinho time, um, then when he left, uh, the bounce effect, as we call it, for Elegant and Solskjaer. But in the end, the um, I suppose the players reverted to what had happened. It, it was perceived as an anti-Mourinho um, first three or four months of the season, but it, it doesn't look like that now. It just looks like the players are in the wrong place. They're good players, but for one reason or another, they're not working as a collective, and there's a lot of work to do. I think, to be honest with you, the biggest story of our off-season here will be what do Manchester United do, because they're a massive club, and they're in a pretty massive mess at the moment. And as we wrap up, Martin, outside the top four or five, which other team impressed you the most this season? Well, I think there's been a few. I mean, Leicester um, have done very well. Brendan Rodgers looks a very good fit as their new manager. Watford in the FA Cup final. I'll be broadcasting that um, next Saturday. And, uh, you know, they've they've had some moments. But I suppose Wolves uh, have done, you know, coming up and and getting into uh, such a a comfort feeling that they belong at this level. You know, they've invested a lot of money, and so that's often the key. Um, but you've still got to use the money wisely, and uh, Wolves have done that, and they've had a real season to be proud of. Uh, so the, the, it's perceived as a two-horse race and the rest nowhere, but every club brings you a story. Um, it's sad for the two that fell away at the bottom, Huddersfield and Fulham. Um, they really weren't at the races, but Cardiff fought hard before going down. Uh, and Brighton, I was there yesterday, and they sacked their manager, Chris Hughes, yeah. today. So that's... A, of a shock to all of us but it just shows um, every day in football is a story okay Martin and uh, you happy Virgin van Dijk player of the season was that your choice also oh no we seem to have lost Martin Hello, I'm still oh, here. I was saying Virgil van Dijk seems to get is getting all the accolades as player of the season would that have been your choice also sorry I, I missed that the, the Raheem Sterling and Virgil van Dijk we yes. were talking about them yes who would have been who's your choice Player of the season. Well, I, I, I think the the player of the season um, is an award I don't really approve of. <laughs> it's a team game, and I do think that um, that it should be recognised as team. I don't think there's scope for individual appreciation. I know why the fans like it. Every club votes for it, um, but I, 
you can't manage every speech the player makes is the same. I dedicate this to my teammates. Without whom, it wouldn't have happened. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm never one to think too much about it. One thing, if Aiden Hazard is leaving for Real Madrid, it seems possible. I think that's the sad part. But he's he's a, you know to enjoy yeah. as a commentator to enjoy the way he plays the game, and he's also a, a remarkably good guy. <laughs> Um, he's, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's quite happy to poke fun at himself, and uh, he's he's been a joy to have around the place. And um, uh, we'll all miss him uh, if he moves on. But we can all watch football in Spain as well. So <laughs> <laughs> good luck with him with his talents. But it does look as though he's going. So not for me the individual awards. It's about the teams and the two teams that we started this conversation with: yeah. uh, Manchester City and Liverpool. Fifty-one percent. Praise for Manchester City, forty-nine for Liverpool. If you see what I mean, and my hundred percent because they are that close. They, they, it was a shame. One point split them, and um, uh, they they've been magnificent. I've been lucky enough to commentate on a lot of their games, and um, yeah, from my point of view, thank you to them. It makes my job so easy. And four English clubs in the final of the two European competitions. The debate has been going on here in South Africa. What does this say about the standard of the league, uh, Martin? Well, I think it says a lot about the standard of the league. It also says a bit about the standard of the other leagues, you know. But um, the, the, it was the way the games have happened, you know, the, the amazing games that have the comebacks. And I think Ajax have done really well, and it looked as though they were in total control. But, um, you know, it's it's um, it's a game now that you, you can't lock down, really. When I started covering football, you could defend, you could shut it down and, and hang on to a 1-0 lead, let alone a 3-0 lead. But now, with the way the speed, the counter-attacking, and the, and the refereeing and the VAR, I think, yeah. has played a part as well. So, um, uh, no, we're, we're, we're very pleased as, as English, uh, English football lovers, but it's one season, and uh, the thing about football, you know, and I say this again to the Liverpool fans, there's another game coming up. Enjoy that, and even if it goes wrong, there'll be another game, and another game, and another game, and that's why we love it. And is English football ready for VAR next season? I hope so. Um, I said in my commentary yesterday, um, this is the last game we're going to see, or this last round of fixtures. It will change irrevocably, and I hope for the better. Okay, but great. it's only a hope. I can't say it for certain. Great stuff. Martin, a pleasure talking to you and an honour for us to talk to you, sir. Thank you very much for being so kind enough to give us some of your time. Anytime. Thank you for calling me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 That is the legendary commentator there, Martin Tyler, just talking to us about the English season. And I see there's a voice note that's come through. Oh, sorry. I'm only seeing that one now. Martin's gone, but let's hear. Hi, Butabo. My name is Chico. Thank you for good show there in the studio um i really want to say i'm looking forward to the final of liverpool and the um spares but i know liverpool is going to take that one they did surprise to barcelona but i don't see any surprise from spares to to to, to liverpool and as well as man city i you know i'm a soccer fan i always watch whichever team plays um, but my favorite in, in England is Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea for life. Thank you.